This is Todd Strange from the band I Am, and you are watching CMS TV. Yeah. back right here on chris aiken presents uh and here we go and joining us now what like i said before one of my favorite groups of all time pissing razors what hey, is hey. up man what's going on man how are you dude well, it's happening. excellent who all's with you are we are we just passing or what are we doing here uh, we got we got geo right here behind me great, uh, great. Hey, somewhere roaming around nice uh, <laughs> Very good. Well, guys, it is good to see you. Um, I actually saw you what three or four weeks ago when you were when you were road road um, road dogging your way over to the Milwaukee Metal Fest. I um, I caught the show here in Ohio, and right. you guys sure ain't lost anything. Jesus Christ, what a what an explosion of energy, man! I appreciate that, man. It's uh. It's been kind of a trip to kind of keep it going after all these years, you know, but uh, we're doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's, let's, start talk, let, let's start off with the biggest thing that you guys have done in a while, and that being, of course, Milwaukee Metal Fest. You know, it's a great, it's a great festival. Jamie Josta has brought it back, and it, this, this lineup this year was incredible, and I was really stoked when I saw that you guys were on it. So how was that experience for you guys? Man, I... I you know, considering the few things that were going on with me as far as uh, uh, maintaining my health was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. I think we had a great time. We were, I was pretty surprised with the, with the energy from the crowd. I mean, not truly surprised because, you know, we still have some of the diehards that still kind of hang out and, and uh, check us out. You know, the, the Razor Nation is uh, pretty strong, it's pretty well. Right. And, uh, chicken <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is man well dude i as as a fan as somebody that's been on since since I, I guess the second album because i i was not aware that there was the indie record but i jumped on when i, I think when everybody did when you know dodging bullets and whatnot came out i was like yes this is my shit and um and i you, you guys i i was saying this earlier in the show you guys for me and it's it's ironic that you did the video we just played with Skin Lab because because 
I always thought that you guys in Skin Lab were like one in two of the bands that should have been a thousand times bigger, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason. So not to dig too far into the past, but what do you think it was? Was it just the record company didn't have enough push or... Or that was it the name? Because I know I had problems playing your record when I was doing commercial radio. I, I used to have to call it Ripping Razors, or you know, I used to we would play the songs, but I would lie about the name, and it wasn't you know that does you guys no good. Instead of pissing razors, I might say that was missing razors, and you know, it was just the way radio was. It, it sucked, but it was the way it was back then. <laughs> I'll tell you that it's still like that here in town, you know, where, where we're from in El Paso, Texas. Right. Uh, not as bad as it used to be. Sure. Uh, you have some solid supporters as far as from the radio station that continue to push us uh, as far as the, uh, the stuff, our music. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's kind of cool, but yeah, I mean, can I say it hurt us in a sense? Maybe. Uh, but man, uh, 29 years later, we're still here. So, I mean, yeah. I don't I don't really know. <laughs> I always thought it was a cool name. I, I love the what name. What do I know? <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe Eddie has a different take on it. Again, I mean, I think for us, it was kind of a combination of things. You know, uh, first of all, thankful, thankful to Noise Records for taking a chance on us. But I think what happened was, uh, you know, they signed us. They, they got us, you know, they got us a great producer, Andy Sneed. And, uh, and they, you know, when we first came out, they gave us a little bit of tour support to get out there. But uh, they never took the second step to get us on, on any big tours back then. And even still stay it's Bion. Right. So they were sitting this out headlining, but nobody really knew who we were. We were playing in front of 20, 30 people uh, a night. And it, it's kind of hard to make headway that way and, and earn a lot of new fans. As opposed to if they would have made the investment uh, into a tour, let's say, uh, let's say an offset or let's say, you know, opening up for... Pantera, Machine Head, or you know, are some of the bands that we really like them, Sure. Uh, they just they didn't take that extra that extra step uh, financially, and I th- I think that was part of what hurt us. And then and you know it, that you know that that's a huge thing. I mean, if you're playing in front of a bunch of people tonight, mm-hmm. it's gonna definitely help your your record sales, especially back yeah, then. You know, and, and I agree with you, especially about like. Um, especially about like Ozfest one one run of Ozfest would have done you guys wonders and you know you you brought up Machine Head I always thought you guys were going to be that band because uh, they came out right around that same time as well I always thought you guys were going to fill that slot of the machine that Machine Head ended up filling up which was like that that band that people listened to in between the the Pantera records, basically, you know, Pantera put out a record, then you guys could put out a record, then Pantera again, and it would have fit so nice, but Machine Head seemingly took that gig. But, you know, I guess, I guess you can't look back and, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, I guess at this point, but I am yeah, certain. Good. We're, we're, we're just happy that, we, you know, we, we started getting busy again that, I don't know if anybody's going to remember the band. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, it's important for us to, you know, to feel, uh, I guess, happy and proud of the fact that we're still relevant in a sense. You know, uh, it, it drives us to continue doing what we do. You know, when when some of us left the band back in the day, 
you know, and we decided to bring it back together in 2014 into 2015, bringing in, you know, Brother Gio. Uh, right. It, it was our mentality that we had some unfinished business, and uh, that's kind of like uh, where we're at, you know. That, that was our mentality with the singles that we put out feeding into, you know, into the new record. Right. Let's let's talk a little bit about the new record, uh, Eulogy Death March, which I'll put the cover up right there. There it is. Um, I, I, much like you're saying here, I think this is the this is the continuation from Cast Down the Plague, and I thought some of the other stuff that you guys did that some of you did, you know, with um with uh with Dewey or with um who's the other guy? I can't remember his name, but um Andre. Yeah, with Andre, I thought that stuff was cool, but it didn't sound like the first two records. That was, I feel like this fits with what you guys did on those first two records. But the thing that I find most interesting is you didn't do this right away. You guys got back together in what, 14 or 15, and this came out like five or six years later. Like you guys took your time, you made sure that you found yourselves as a band before you decided to do this. So what what was it that made you guys wait instead of just getting together and doing something right away, which is what most people do? Mostly, you know, everybody's got uh, you know it, it's priorities <laughs> before this nowadays, right? But, uh, of course, of course, but you know, everybody's busy with you know jobs or businesses or whatnot, so it's it's kind of hard to. To get together, as opposed to back in the day, we did you know rehearse four, five, six days a week sometimes, right? And ride all the time, as opposed to nowadays, you know, it's like once, maybe twice a week. So it's like it's it's it's, it's just a slower process, but at the same time, we didn't we didn't want to rush it and make it cheesy, you know, or make it half-assed. So uh, that's why it took a while, you know, right? For something that was uh, just. Okay, that's, I think that's good. Not as big as And it really was—it really was important to capture, you know, what we left behind. Okay. And and honestly, to be able to say and represent where we where we come from, you know, it's kind of like not not a typical thing to say. I mean, yeah, we remember where we come from, but again, it, the importance of what we kind of left undone, and it was it was important to to make sure that that's what we've captured on this uh, version of the band. Uh, again, Geo coming in after we had, we did, re- you know, we did present the option to, to, to Rick back in, uh, back in the day. He had, he did accept, mm-hmm. but after some thought, you know, and he was still with his family and all that. He was like, you know what? It's, it's just not the right time for me. And, uh, we auditioned, you know, another guy before Geo and, Joe came in and, and, and probably had the best representation of what what we were from that era, and uh, and then he brought what he brings, and it's pretty. It's, you could tell what it's about, you know, in, in, in the record. Right. Was and it? Maybe can even give you a, a taste of what he thinks about that, you know. Please do. Yeah. I'm just glad the record finally came out when it did. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I first joined the group, you know, like I was, we were all ready to get this. And like I said, you know, jobs and businesses kind of prolonged it a little bit. Right. Life. 
Yeah, life in general. <laughs> yeah. Life goes on, right? There was even a few that didn't make the cut, so we have some already planning mm-hmm. on the That's cool. Well, let, let, me, let me ask you this. I mean, being in a band that had had like kind of more or less a cultish sort of a following, but, but never had, you guys never had the Metallica single, you know, you never had the, the big single that, that gave you the big success to come back and do it. How, how do you convince spouses or family or whatnot that, Hey, I'm going to go do this again. But I, you know, like you guys are all saying jobs and life and everything are now, now the different thing how did you convince the people in your lives to go back to this when they've clearly i'm guessing guessing that for 10 years they enjoyed not having the chaos of being married to or dating band guys well i was on tour the whole time (laughs) all right I don't think I don't think Eddie ever stopped. It's not that we stopped playing; we're just doing different yeah. projects. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was you know I was, I was doing uh, front of house, and, you know, mainly Overkill, but I worked with other bands. That's, That's right. Yeah, we love Overkill. We just had them on. Yeah, we just had Blitz on about two months ago. I think it was. Seventeen. Oh really yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. for Ronnie until they got a stage visitor. But uh, you know, all that was cool, but. Uh, uh, I guess when COVID hit, you know, and then we started doing stuff here and there in 2015, like you said, but we weren't super active at that time. So uh, I was still kind of touring here and there, but I was kind of pulling back a bit. With COVID hit, I just kind of pulled all the way away from it. And unless I'm playing or the money's really grandiose, then I'll pull back out. <laughs> right yeah, I mean, as far as for me, I mean, obviously I was, uh, my situation was a little different from what it was to what it is now. Uh, I, I don't. I think the conversation came up, but it was again going back to uh, uh, leaving things undone, and I think they understood. And uh, we're here today, and, and we're going to continue to try to push on as much as we can. Uh, and we thank those people that are behind us 100% to include the people in our lives, you know, family, friends. Especially us, you know, I mean, it, it's a driving force. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna continue as, as, as far along as we can. I know we've been we've been given a time limit by a certain person. Mentioned <laughs> 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 that maybe a, maybe another three years, but hey, and then we're gonna we're gonna slow down and play all our love ballads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those. <laughs> nice. Shit no more. Yeah, the, the fast stuff <laughs> tends to creep up on head a little bit. But you know what? Again, it, this this tour showed a lot of uh, of that of that drive and dedication uh, to be able to get up there and do it again nightly. Even though I uh, again got got sick and battled through it, but right. you know it got done, and I'm proud to say that uh, that we, we, we had a, we had a killer tour. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, one of the things I did want to ask you too, and. I, I remember when this hit Spotify in what 2020 or whatever, you guys' indie debut, which I, I'm gonna be honest, I had no idea existed. And I was like, holy shit, Pissing Razors are back with a new record. And I listened to it and I was like, 
this is this is like what I love. And then and then when I found I I literally didn't find out for like a year that it was actually your debut record. What was it that that caused you guys to release it to the streaming services? Was it just that a lot of people that knew the band didn't didn't know of that record? Some people knew it, but uh, it was you know it was like mainly locally and regionally for we you know played and toured before we signed. And uh, you know, and then I found the ADAP tape. For okay. And we found other songs that we never put released. And you know, with technology today, it's like, well, cool, let's remix this. It was done on eight tracks. So, wow. Uh, we, uh, you know, I put it in my DAW. Like, well, let's remix this shit. I mean, everything sounded, you know, the drums sounded totally cheesy on the original. So I mean, I was able to do drum replacements to proper sound. Okay. And uh, the guitars and bass, I mean, it all sounded pretty, you know, what you're hearing. That's how it was recorded back in, the, you know, 1994, It Actually, it was done in January of 1996. Wow. <laughs> and those songs go back to the, the true inception of the band from when they started in 94 before I was a part of it. Uh, it was very punk rock oriented. Right. Uh, the singer that they had at the time, his name was uh, Dave McNutt, Loco Pelon. Uh, I read the soul. He passed away some years back. But his his idol was Gigi Allen, so you and can, he looked like Gigi yeah, Allen. he actually looked like. <laughs> and his antics were almost just the same. Oh, he dude, was yeah. he was a, he was a firecracker, and he was willing to do anything to get attention. And nice. So that the version of what you're hearing there in that record, it was pretty much the band's identity crisis because it was half of it was punk rock oriented, and then the other half was kind of like where we wanted to go and where we became to this day the more the heavier sound we used to kind of it change in between our sets they were so in our own yeah <laughs> we were just kind of again it was a giant identity crisis we didn't we had rapping in there we had you know punk rock we had groove metal we had a little bit of everything and uh i think we had to give it to the people who wanted to hear it and and it was it was a quite a, a demand and it still is people are still asking for it people are still buying it and again going very proud of the, the fact that people still want to hear us. Uh, Absolutely. Play. Are you getting some new new uh, listeners, some younger metalheads that are re- discovering you on YouTube or Spotify or any of these platforms? Yeah, you know, I, I have to give it up to this run. This run kind of uh, springboarded a few things. Uh, our numbers did jump up on, on certain certain uh, platforms, Good. and uh, to include you know even our socials. So yeah, we're, we're, we hit some of the younger. Younger the younger folks and, and, and still maintain the core people, you know. That, mm-hmm. Again, that Razor Nation grows every day, and uh, we want to thank everybody that still Hell yeah! Great. What What do you guys think of as Texas guys? What do you think of this? collection of bands that are out there right now and i'll tell you up front i'm not shitting on them at all i love these bands but there there's there's a collection of bands that are out there that have kind of taken that that style that you guys did and in the 90s and exhorter and obviously pantera you know the sons of texas or texas hippie coalition or bands like that you know that really have adopted elements not i don't want to say they've ripped it off because both of those bands i think are mellower than pantera exhorter or you guys but um but i think they've they've definitely taken taken a lot of that style and integrated it into a 
maybe almost like next next version of groove metal. What do you guys think of that as guys that were there really kind of in the, the infancy of that groove metal sound? I don't think we reinvented the wheel by any means. You know, we were all, we were influenced by, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, back in the day when we first came out, I could do an interview and, and I would get asked, well, what do you guys think about being compared to Pantera, Fear Factory, Sepultura, Machine Head, uh, yeah. you know, a few others. And I'm like, well, I think it's pretty fucking cool. Those are all our influences, you know, we like, <laughs> you know. And that's why I say we didn't reinvent the wheel. We took from all those bands. Yeah, you know, we we we, you know, so. didn't, we didn't borrow, but we just kind of celebrated. Kinda our, yeah, we just kind of went and dabbed at each one. Yeah, like I like what I they're like doing this, there. I like this. I like, this, I like the there. sound of this. It, it was an, it was kind of just your uh, mixing pot of everything until we found kind of where we thought we were we would be. And and we're still kind of you know evolving. There's a lot of bands out there right now that we like that are younger and we're kind of like, damn, those are cool. And then, yeah, you, you hear some of the stuff and you're like, oh, hey, that kind of sounds a little bit of something we did back then. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, it, again, it's, it's, uh, it, it's an honor for if those people are fans of, of the band or in any way kind of took a little bit of, of what we were doing. Sure. Uh, now, now, like now, okay. I'll give you an example. So this is back in the day. I forgot what, uh, I don't cast on the blade. And there's one guitar riff that that, uh, that I wrote, and it's kind of, kind of like a diminish, diminishing. And then when I I, I think it's on uh, the same fucking riff on on a Damage Plan record, I think. <laughs> nice. Nice. And so when I saw Dime, I'm going, "Hey, dude, my riff is my riff off." Uh, you know, I was just joking around. Yeah. It's like it needs to use a fucking riff master king, you know? Hell so, yeah. But, uh, pretty flattering. You're like, wow, that fucking sounds just like our riff. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's awesome. So, so uh, Eulogy Death March comes out in 2021. Of course, right as the earth shot, stops for two or three years, which totally blows. So now we're in you know mid-2023. Are you still working that record as if it's a new record since the world didn't give you a chance to work it? Or are you guys, since you guys have lived with it for two, maybe three years, are you guys already looking to do the next thing and, and, you know, take another swing? Uh, I I think uh, we have a lot. Well, there's so many things that, that have popped up, you know, ever since we finished that record, uh, we weren't, we didn't really get a chance to do too much. Uh, after it came out in October of 21, we did a, a couple of uh, one-off shows in Texas uh, in November of that, that same year. We didn't do anything in 2022 because of uh, uh, some personal job, you know, job restraints that we had. Mm-hmm. And Matt, Matt's a business owner, so he had just uh, kind of gotten into a new endeavor and couldn't really take off that much. But we were still working, you know, as far as... Uh, music was concerned with other projects that we were involved in and Eddie's still very active in production for his own company. So we knew the time was going to come, but yeah, in, in a sense, we didn't have the proper opportunity to actually sit there and work that record. We, have, we right. weren't able to 
present the music and play it live to everybody. So when this opportunity came for this year to, uh, you know, when we got invited to do the Milwaukee Metal Fest, it was imperative that we were just going to do some Texas shows and then run up to Milwaukee and then come back. Right. We were like, no, let's make our way up there and, and, uh, and just throw, out, throw it all out and, and, and get what we can get. Uh, not per se as far as financial. We're just saying in general, overall, let, let's, uh, let's get some people back. You know, let's, let's go see some of that Razor Nation crew uh, and, and let's have some fun and represent the record as we know how to do it. Right. And, and that's what really transpired this time around. Like I said, without, even with, with the fact that I got sick and all that stuff, you know, it, I had to put it behind me and just keep trucking along. And I wasn't going to allow that, that to bring me down and, and not give everybody what, what, what they wanted to see. You know, there's, there was so many, there was so much buzz about it. It, it was so cool to see. And after, even after it was done and over with, we're still hearing about it. We're still watching it. Sure. You know, we're looking forward to the next round. Again, it, it needs to be done correctly and, and uh, with respect to everybody's uh, personal life and, and their, their jobs and all that. Right. Definitely. Well, I was glad that, that I, and, and I'll just tell you this quick story. I literally decided to go see you guys here in um, Lakewood, Ohio. At like 5.30 that night, I had no idea you guys were coming to town. I just happened to see somebody posted that you guys were in town in, in Lakewood, and I literally called the club, and I was like, what time are they on? You guys went on at like 9.40 or whatever time it was, and I was like, okay, I'm going. And it was like that spur of the moment that I just was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to eat some dinner and I'm getting in the car and I'm going. And I, I just went out and I could not have been happier because I had, you know, I'm a fan, but I had not seen you guys play in 20, whatever, since, since you guys played at old Peabody's here in Cleveland, however long ago that was, you know, and that's what nineties, nineties, I think. So, so Uh, last time we played there was 1999. Yeah, and I mean that was the last time I saw you guys, so I was thrilled. But uh, well, you guys are back, Pissing Razors. Uh, Eulogy Death March is the album. Let me put it on the screen again so people can see it. Uh, where should we tell people to go, guys, to keep up with you guys and to buy the record, buy merch, socials, whatever you want to, whatever you want to plug. You know, you can you know you can catch us on every social media platform that you can find us, uh, as well as every every music download plays, I mean, avenue that you can, I mean, the downloads, I mean, non-existent, whatever, but anywhere, I mean, go to our, you know, sisterrangers.com, you can go to our Facebook, uh, we have Instagram, we have, we have anything you can think of, we got it, TikTok, everything, visit <laughs> us, check us out. <laughs> Very you know, good, excellent. We're active, active as much as we can with the, with the young crowd, so we're, we're, we're trying to do as much as we can. Very cool, man. Well, one more time. The band is Pissing Razors. The album that is out now is Eulogy Death March. It just fucking kills. I encourage anybody that likes heavy music to go and listen to it because it it is a definite sledgehammer to the stomach. I mean, it is a hard hitter. So go check it out. We are going to wrap this one up with Left for Dead. So, uh, guys, um, one more time, Eulogy Death March and Pissing Razors, thank you so much for joining us here on Chris Aiken Presents. Thank you, brother. All right, guys. Peace.
Right, Matt, peace, brother. Love you guys.